time to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and Y. This is DFS Down Under. Whoa, DFS Down Under is back for another week. Week We're into week five now, Joshy. Joshy is on the phone. Hey, guys. What's going on, buddy? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, yeah. Uh, week three was really weird for us. Then week four, um, we felt slightly more confident, but it was still, we still weren't, uh, super confident going into it. Um, yeah. How, how did, how did you go last week? Last week, I, I, I didn't go too bad. I cashed in, I, I wasn't too keen with the slate of games, so I only went in a, uh, small time sort of, uh, week-long Moneyball one, so I didn't go in the full flogged Hail Mary one. I just had a couple of entries in the $2 ones, just for a little bit of fun. Um, and Harrison Butker got me into the cash uh, late late in the slate. Now, Harrison Butker, um, besides two amazing names, not even, like, Harrison is a good, good enough name on its own, but then Butker, just beautiful. Um, yep. He helped you in our other league as well. Our yeah, season-long so uh, fantasy league it that saved me from a, saved me from an zero and four start. Do you want to do you want to talk about this, or do you want me to talk about it? Or um, look, we can shed some light on it if you want. All right, before well, we uh, get into the next slate. Yeah, well, uh, a little buddy of ours uh, named his team. You know nothing, Josh Y, and then proceeded to get off to a pretty hot start um, until the final game where Mister Y himself was banking on a big performance from Travis Kelsey and Butker, and my gosh, did he get it from both of them. And, yeah, yeah. so now he, our our buddy Aaron has changed his team to, you know, some things, Joshua. Is that correct? Is that what he, is that what he changed his name to? Yes, he did. Um, and this is all while, in fact, so I'm on holidays, um, and I set my alarm a little bit, uh, a little bit wrong because I'm just, you know, had been out, had a few drinks, watched the NRL Grand Final. I overslept my alarm, um, which was five minutes late anyway, or ten minutes late anyway. Um, so I actually started Willie Sneed, um, despite him being inactive. And it was a uh, mental game. It was a mental thing. Yeah. So then, you know, Zaya Crowell hasn't quite panned out as well. So I was just like, this is over. Like I've lost. I'm going to go oh and fourth start. I've lost David Johnson as well. This is just disastrous. Um, and then out of nowhere on Tuesday, I'm sitting by the pool watching Travis Kelsey and uh, Harrison Butker lead me to glory. It was just a phenomenal, phenomenal day up here in Port Douglas. Yeah, um, I had a similar comeback, not as grand as yours, but uh, um, our buddy Daniel, who you were probably by the pool with. Uh, yes, he was not happy. He was not happy <laughs> considering the final player in our matchup was uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I was down by about. Oh, I'd like to say seven points, seven, eight points, yep. and that touchdown to Larry. Just thank you, thank you, yes, Mr. Fitzgerald. He <laughs> he's just... won, uh, he's won you two games in a row now in the, in the final day. Yeah, and did we have, did I put him in our selections last week? I think I did. Anyway, I did it. Let's... Speaking of last week, uh, Ruth, yes, um, it, it was up and down. Our, our Russell Wilson lineup obviously helped, um, Dalvin Cook. Was in a lot of our lineups, and his injury really, really hurt. Um, 
Doug Baldwin being active hurt um, a lot of our teams because we, we, we like to stack our lineups around sort of a cheapy option in Richardson and Lockett. But um, obviously, Larry Fitz, Travis Kelsey, AJ Green, Zeke Elliott, some of our suggestions and our defenses, Seattle, Steelers, Jaguars, and even your Bengals conjured up, uh, I think it was eight points on Moneyball um, last week um, with two sacks and an interception. Yeah. Um, yeah, defense, we went really well. I think we hit on nearly all of them except a uh, Eagles Chargers game, which kind of petered out yeah. in the end. All right. So week five, let's finally get on to it. We've been talking too much nonsense. Uh, yes, we have. Quarterback. It's, it's a, it's an interesting week. I feel like a lot of the matchups that we're going to play are going to revolve around sort of probably two games this week. And we'll get, we'll get into that with Daryl when we get data Daryl on. Um, Based off his notes on our uh, share docky, he's not too keen on the slate either this week. But New England, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, they're the two probably the best games on paper for the week with um, four four strong teams. Um, both both matches have high Vegas totals. Um, so I, I really like Jameis Winston this week. Um, he's the cheaper of the two. Obviously, Brady, the better quarterback, the more reliable quarterback, the safer option. But I do prefer the matchup against the Patriots defense for Winston and you can get him for, you know, $2,200 cheaper on Moneyball and, uh, you know, about $1,200 cheaper on draft stars. So I, I like them uh, both this week, but I am leaning Winston. All right. I'm leaning the other way. I think, uh, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't think you can go wrong. I think if you were to just pick who you think is going to score more points, I do think Tom Brady's going to score more points, but, uh, yep. value, like, Return on investment, value per dollar, uh, point per dollar. That's how we do it, right? Yeah, they uh, on the fantasy cruncher. Yes, pods. Um, yeah. So I, I do. Winston might come out with a better um, uh, point. Di- uh, what, what, tr- what, are, what am I trying to say again? Uh, dollar per point. Dollar per point. That's it. Um, yeah. However, you might. You know, Tom Brady might explode. We always know how he comes back after these kind of games. And, you know, you, losing a Gillette Stadium again must have really taken a massive uh, hit to their egos, right? I, I just Yeah, well, they, they really should be 0-3 and three at home, which is crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah. All right. Another option, uh, we're, we're sticking with those two games. I've got Dak Prescott. Um, another cheap option. This Packers defense is... Still banged up, um, yeah. And after after coming off, would you say I wouldn't say humiliating, but uh, no, it was disappointing. And I think it's a, a real eye opener that it's not going to be the same season as last season for the Cowboys. But Dak still looks good, and he he's, he's pretty much the one. I don't know, not not shining light, but you know you can still hang your hat on him to have good games week in week out. Um, whether or not they translate to actual fantasy points is it's not always clear, but he's always you know wearing his heart on his sleeve on the field. So I like him against the Packers and this uh, this banged up second uh, defense. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. I think it was a bit of a heartbreak, heartbreaking, but you're up double digit lead on the Rams at home, and you managed to to blow that game. It is. Um, a little bit disheartening, but um, I think Dak can do some dangerous things with his legs as well, so that's always a factor. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is a strong play as well, but you kind of don't want to say Brady Rodgers um, on a DFS podcast, like, well, you know, no crap, Sherlock. Um, you know, it's going out on the limb there, but 
Um, on a week that's not got too many great matchups, um, it is hard to go past sort of spending at quarterback. If you do like a cheaper option, this is probably the last week possibly um, that you can play Jacoby Brissett. Uh, luck back at practice this week, and the Colts have a bye next week. So I think the next time we see the Colts uh, after this game, hopefully Andrew Luck um, back on the field. But Jacoby Brissett playing a 49ers defense, it's sort of been hot and cold. Um, you know, the, the Cardinals struggled a little bit um, last week, but then you saw Jared Goff and the Rams really explode for points uh, against them uh, the week prior and probably the best game of the season. Brissett, look, in the third quarter, we're only down three against the Seahawks in in Century Link. So, you know, obviously it imploded a little bit in the fourth quarter, but he's still a decent option and he's very cheap um, on Moneyball and draft styles and the 49ers are much, uh, you know, much easier task at home as opposed to Seattle on the road. So I do like Brissett. Yeah, um, like you said, this could be the last week that he is this uh, at this point. Fingers crossed, touch wood. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about how the Forty ers are stacked up against um, the Cardinals, it's it's always difficult judging teams against the Cardinals at the moment because we don't know what the Cardinals are. So it's yep, it's a, it's always a bit tricky. All right, running backs. I think we're not we're not taking the easy way out. Um, by any means this week, but we do have quite a few premium options that we really like. Um, yep. Uh, I'll I'll start us off. I'm going with Todd Gurley against the Seahawks. At the, it's it's weird. You like last season, seasons past. No way would you be putting a running back up against the Seahawks or almost wide receivers generally, um, and starting them with confidence, but. Seahawks have looked nothing like the uh, the Legion of Boom, and you know that that front seven is not nearly as intimidating. And on the other hand, Todd Gurley is looking like the absolute complete back in the NFL at the moment. He's he's doing ev- everything. That that long uh, that long catch and run he had um, against Dallas was was something else. Yeah, it's 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 honestly weird looking at the Seattle defensive front with all the players that they have and seeing them rank 30th in rush defense by DVOA by football outsiders. And then if you look at even just fantasy points against, they're in the sort of the top 15 odd here as well, which doesn't sound like that big of a task. But when you think of the Seattle D, it's like, it is honestly, it's crazy to see that that's the case when you look at the amount of star quality that they have. But Gurley seems to, what I really, what's really encouraging is their ability to use him in the passing in, on passing downs, whereas Jeff Fisher rarely used him last year in the passing game. Um, you know, he went with like Lance Dunbar or Benny Cunningham, and you, you thought, oh, oh, like Todd Gurley's limited in a in a passing attack that's uh, in a running game that's always going to be behind. But this year, they, they're using him in so many different ways. It's it's so encouraging. Yeah, and another another um, uh, thing that I like about Gurley this week. Yes, the the defense of the Seahawks hasn't looked the same, but you're always, you know, worried about this secondary uh, still, you know, shutting down these wide receivers of these other teams. And, you know, they they generally do get inside your head and hit hard and things like that. So um, with Gurley getting more of that uh, third down work, that's, you know, the the screen passes to Gurley and things like that should only uh, continue that week, this week. All right. Yeah, exactly. Frank Gore had three receptions last week against Seattle, so and he only played. You know, he's in a rotation, so yeah, definitely agree. Um, but I'll move on. Speaking of, you know, backs that catch a lot of passes, Le'Veon Bell 
this week against the Jags, I think is probably my uh, fantasy insider lineup cruncher of the week, the lock of the week. If you use fantasy insider's lineup cruncher, you can click the little padlock there and lock a, a player into your lineup, into all of your lineups that get crunched by fantasy insider's lineup cruncher. And I think Le'Veon Bell this week, he's actually dropped down a little bit in price. Kareem Hunt's finally reached that upper echelon of running back pricing and Le'Veon Bell's now in the $8,000 mark and he's playing a Jaguars run defense that's terrible. Like, I don't understand what, how bad that, you know, you add Kalei Campbell, you have Malik Jackson, but you're still getting absolutely torched on the ground. Um, Jacksonville are just the last ranked uh, rushing defense in DVOA and we saw the Lau Powell and Elijah Maguire torched them last week and I think Le'Veon Bell will have a, a big game this week. Yeah, me too. Um, speaking of Elijah Maguire, like who? Who? Like, out, out of, of no, out of nowhere, this guy comes out, yep. smashes him. All right. Um, sorry, but uh, Carlos Hyde against your beloved Colts. Um, yeah, no, it's a fair play. It's a fair play. Carlos Hyde. There was a lot of question marks going into the season whether or not he was going to be the guy, but he seems to be the guy. Seems to be running hard. Um, I'm not going to dwell on it too long. Colts defense is pretty. Uh, it's pretty limited in what they're uh, what they're able to achieve, and Carlos Hyde should be a strong performer. He's all he's he's pretty cheap on Moneyball as well. Yeah, we're the sixth worst uh, run defense in terms of giving up points to opposing running backs. So. Carlos Hyde uh, should give us a hiding. Oh, you're better uh, than the Seahawks, say. yeah? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not in fantasy points again, but uh, in terms of rushing DVOA, yeah, we're still better than the Seahawks. Nice. But, yeah. um, I've also liked Zeke Elliott this week. Again, I know I'm naming Le'Veon Bell and Zeke Elliott, but against the Packers, I, I like him this week. Just worth mentioning that uh, for a cheapy option, I do like Duke Johnson this week against the Jets. Uh, he's only 5,700 on Moneyball and 8,950 on um, Draft Stars. He got a lot more carries last week, more than he had, and but he's still being used as a slot wide receiver as well. So you're getting sort of that actual a legitimate flex play, someone that lines up at running back and wide receiver um, in an RB2 there in, in Duke Johnson. I think he's a, a smoker this week to uh, have a pretty good role against the Jets' uh, rushing defense that isn't. It isn't quite strong. I think they're in the bottom five in DVOA against the Rush as well. Yep. Um, I agree. Uh, I also think that, uh, you know, it hasn't been the hottest start for Browns running backs, but I do see them, you know, slowly turning an uptick. Um, yep. My last play, I'm going to... Uh, Doug Martin. I like Doug Martin this week. They've uh, Jaquiz Rogers hasn't um, shown anything that close to what Martin was showing in the preseason. Martin looked really, yep. really good in the preseason. Whether or not he comes, you know, into the regular season and playing the same way, um, you know, that remains to be seen. But hopefully, um, if he, his, he won't be a contrarian player. I'm pretty sure people know that he's coming back. But when it comes to Doug Martin, who knows how they use him first game back. If they just, you know, make him the bell cow, there's a huge, there's huge potential to be a really, really uh, big scorer this week. Um, his price of eleven thousand three hundred and fifty on draft stars is very, very juicy. Um, yeah. All right. Wide receiver. Let's let's move on. We um, we we like our um, ever ever since pretty much uh, getting to know Daryl and Daryl's uh, tendencies and traits and his winning ways. We uh, have started following the whole. Um, 
quarterback wide receiver pairing stack. Yep. And, uh, so if I've gone Brady, I'm looking at wide receivers there and this Bucks defense isn't, um, all that it's cracked up to be. I think it's uh, getting a little bit too much hype for what it actually is. And Cooks and Hogan, uh, Eight and seven thousand respectively on Moneyball and fourteen thousand three hundred and fourteen thousand two hundred on Draft Stars. I don't know how yeah. you, you it's it's difficult to pick any given week who's gonna get the the lion's share of the uh targets and things, but I think there's gonna be plenty to go around. So yeah. I think you're probably gonna get good points either way. Probably one will you know, explode and the other one will just have a good week. It's a, it's about, you know, varying your lineups and trying to select the right one. But I think one of them at least will have a solid week. Yeah. Well, I think looking at the price differentials, I think you just go cooks in draft stars, like what's a hundred dollars on draft stars, whereas a thousand dollars difference in Moneyball, I feel like Hogan's probably the smarter play yeah. um, there for you. Um, I like that stack. I think even if I'm playing Winston, I'm still going to have a, some uh, shares in Chris Hogan in my lineup. He's just been quietly solid um, nearly every single week at this point. Uh, I like Devante Parker against the Titans. I know Miami's um, you know, uh, offense has not been great the last uh, sort of six quarters of football. They haven't really scored a point. But even in saying that, he's got a, such a set, steady floor. Like he, even in games that they haven't scored points. He's still getting a lot of targets. He's still getting yards and and getting catches. So, like, even last week when they scored zero points, he still ended up with six receptions to 69 yards. Nice. Um, so then if, if I, I do think against the Tennessee Titans, who um, a lot of people thought their secondary would be revamped, but um, they're the 29th-ranked pass defense by DVOA, and we saw what Deshaun Watson and, um, you know, that passing attack was able to do to them. So I think... If there's ever a game for Miami and, and Adam Gates offense to get back on track and right the ship, it's this one. And I'll be having shares in, in Devontae Parker and even to a lesser degree, some shares in Jarvis Landry as well. Devontae Parker, you know, you, for as bad as Miami are going, he's still fantasy relevant quite well and truly yep. every single week. So it's, uh, yeah, so we're waiting for a good week. Imagine what he's capable of. All right. Exactly. My, uh, my second, uh, wide receiver. I haven't mentioned him in a while. It's been, it's been seven days. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, we were talking about him before. Uh, he won me my fantasy week. Hopefully he won you some money. Uh, last week he, he, I'm, I'm just going to keep going with Larry Fitzgerald every week until he busts. I think that this Eagles, <laughs> this Eagles secondary, um, defense, they give up a lot of um underneath stuff. They're they're pretty good at keeping them out of the out of the red zone and that uh obviously that has attributed to their wins at the moment. They're they're playing pretty well. But they're still giving a lot of underneath stuff and they're you know, they're standing too far off these wide receivers and that's that's where Larry Fitzgerald thrives. So I think he's still he's still very, very cheap. I don't I don't get it. On Moneyball, he's six thousand six hundred that's that's insanely cheap to me, considering how consistent he's been throughout the year. He's only had one down week. Um, yep. 17,350 on draft stars. Now that is more appropriate. So I'd probably, yep. I'd probably steer clear of him on draft stars because that seems like elite numbers. Um, six, six, I... 6,600 on Moneyball is good though. So I, I, I'm picking yep. up Fitzgerald on Moneyball. Yeah, I think if you want to, 
a, a Cardinals wide receiver to splurge on against this matchup, you know, someone like John Brown or even Joe Ron Brown, they're around that $11,000 mark on draft stars. If that's the matchup you want to exploit, you know, you, you're right. You know the Eagles' defense well and their D-backs like Tyro Williams and Keenan Allen both had pretty solid games, even though they uh, they lost last week. So, you know, they're still fantasy relevant in a, in a, in a loss, not like a comprehensive beat down. I'm not saying the Cardinals will, but, you know, you could see some some more points from uh, from the Cardinals. Then the Chargers. Uh, I've gone with Mike Evans, the stack with Jameis Winston. You know, Winston to Evans is just money. Like, it just happens. Um, and it seems to happen nearly every week. Like, touchdown offside for Mike Evans. It's just, Winston to Evans. Is that the saying? Pardon? I said, is that the saying? Isn't it death taxes and Winston to Evans? Pretty much. I yeah. think they're the only, only guarantees in life at this point um, if you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan. Um, I'll, I'll mention two other cheapy options, and then you've got a couple of other more uh, expensive options. Cooper Cup against the Seahawks um, is a, a value play, contrarian play um, that I like. Um, and Geronimo Allison, no Devontae Adams. You know, you could see some big results for Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison. I just prefer Allison because he's cheaper. He's only six thousand three hundred and fifty on drafters. So against the Cowboys secondary, that's a bit banged up and. Um, you saw what the Rams are able to do against them last week. I, I do like Allison and uh, and Cooper Cup. Yeah, I like both those um, both those options. Both both exciting players. Um, all right, so yeah, premium options. I think again for me, I don't I, not too many cheapies for me this week. Um, Jordy Nelson. I, I mean, we mentioned uh, Aaron Rodgers before, even though we didn't want to because we didn't want to say Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> those players are going to be good, um, but. You know, if you if you if you're not going with the Brady uh, Cooks Hogan stack, go with the Rogers Nelson stack. I, Nelson's always going to be his, his first look. He's that's there's just this connection there that you know he doesn't really need to look uh, Jordy Nelson's way. He just needs to throw it there, and Nelson will be there. The other one, uh, Stefan Diggs, he's pretty cheap. Seven thousand three hundred um, on uh, Moneyball, I feel, is pretty cheap. Uh, Chicago has been. Uh, Underestimated uh, defensively, but I think uh, Stefan Diggs. It, it a lot revolves around um, how this offense is going to um, function now that Dalvin Cook isn't in the lineup, and how that mm. run game then affects the passing and also quarterback. So there's still you know a lot of question marks around quarterback and when uh, how Brad, when Bradford's going to come back and things like that. So that's probably yeah, affecting his price. But I still like it at seven thousand three hundred on Moneyball. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to the tight end position this week, and obviously um, the Brady Hogan Gronk stack. If you want to go heavy, Patriots is always a wise uh, option. Um, but if you want to go on, in a different direction, here's some contrarian looks for you at some cheap prices from my end. I like Hunt Henry against the Giants. The Giants have been woeful against the tight end and by considerable margins. They've allowed the most tight, uh, touchdowns to tight ends. So you could even put in a little Antonio Gates if you like. Uh, I know it's weird me suggesting someone that's had two games where he's had zero for zero for zero in Hunter Henry, but um, I like the matchup here against uh, against the Giants as the Cardinals, uh, as the Chargers, sorry, look desperate to get their first win. I also like Ed Dixon against the Lions. He, he came up big for... For Cam Newton down in in crunch time um, against against the Patriots in Foxborough, so he's 
filling that void for Greg Olson fan, uh, fantasy owners and for, and for the Panthers offense. So he had three for 62 and he's only $5,000 on, on, on uh, Moneyball and 7,400 on draft size. So they're two cheaper options. If you want to go big at spending at quarterback and other positions, they're two cheapy options from me. Yeah. Um, I do, I do like Hunter Henry this week as well. It, it, I think that, uh, I don't know, they haven't, they both haven't been scoring together. It's either one or the other. And Gates, Gates has been, um, you know, about just two receptions a game each game this year. So they're not exactly using him heavily. So I think you'll gradually see Hunter Henry, um, you know, enter the fold a bit more considering how poorly the Chargers have started. If they, if they're going to turn their fortunes around, they've got to, they obvi- obviously have to change something. And Hunter Henry, we yep. saw last year, showed signs that, you know, he could be a legitimate star at the tight end position if he's used correctly. I just don't think they're using him correctly. So. Definitely. Suck it, Chargers. Fix it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tight end. Um, I've got Delaney Walker, um, going up against the Dolphins. We saw, we saw just how poor this Dolphins defense is. I'm, I'm actually quite, um, Surprised at the entire Dolphins outfit. I did not think they were going to be performing this bad. I think the whole way around, if you can't put up, I mean, I know we're talking uh, defense here, but if you can't put up points against the Saints, how can you have any confidence in the Dolphins moving forward besides yeah. Devontae Parker? Devontae Parker is the only one that's putting up consistent points despite how bad they're playing. Um, Correct. Yeah. But Delaney Walker going up against this Dolphins team that just seems void of any energy. Um, Seems seems a pretty pretty solid play. Uh, Delaney Walker. I know there's a lot of question marks about Mariota, and we don't know whether or not he's going to play. There's just been no word, but um, I think either way he'll still be a safe option. They're going to look for the tight end if Mariota's, uh, Mariota isn't playing, and then when Mariota does play, he you know the entire offense opens up even more. And going up against this Dolphins team, Delaney Walker looks like a a show in a shoe in for a solid um solid outing. The other tight end yep. I've got is Evan Engram and that guy is set to explode. I think this Evan Engram, I'm a little bit disappointed I didn't pick him up in the Dynasty League that we have. A uh, little bit disappointed there, but five thousand one hundred um on Moneyball, nine thousand three hundred and fifty on Draft Stars. I think uh Moneyball's a little slower to adjust on the um I'm trying to think of a nickname. Is there a nickname for Evan Ingram? Not really. No. Double E? I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say EE, but that's just, that sucked. Anyway. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, but 5,100 on Moneyball. I like, I like him, uh, better than, uh, yeah, I like him better than Ed Dixon. Sorry, Josh, but yeah. Delaney yeah, Walker. No, there's something, there's something that, you know, the Giants, similar to the Chargers, have to start trying different things. What they have going right now isn't working. So they have to start expanding this offense and, you know, trying out different things. Yeah. And they showed last week just how good Evan Engram is. So go with him. Yeah. Go with him. I only put Ed Dixon down because you got in first and put Evan Ingram down. So um, I think, yeah, with the way Brandon Marshall's playing, they've got to use Evan Ingram more. Uh, it just makes sense. Uh, oh, yeah. is he even playing? So, I didn't know. I thought he was still... Yeah. On the side so of yeah. <laughs> yeah, with, with Janice and Crowder at the moment. Um, anyway, moving on to defenses before we get uh, Data Daryl on the phone to wrap up the show. Um, I, I like the Steelers this week against the Jags. 
4,500. And I'm back in on the Ravens' defense against uh, the Raiders, against EJ Manuel. Um, so I think it's a good matchup for the Ravens if you want to go back into the Ravens' nest and reinvest in them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, li- I like the Ravens and both the Ravens and the Steelers this week too. I think I think they've been pretty good with defenses across the board. That not something that we were usually too strong at seasons past, but this season we're pretty hot. Um, yeah. Vikings against the Bears. So Trubisky has been named starter, and what a tough ask of the new guy to step in against the Vikings defense, which is always ready to just you know yep. kill someone. If if uh if Mitchell comes out and dices up the Vikings, then he's you know he's a legit star and everyone's going to be a, you know he's in Canton like that that level of pandemonium if he comes out and just tortures this defense. But I don't see it happening. I think you know there's every possibility of him having a uh, solid game, especially at home. But I think that you know this Vikings defense will still get points against this uh this offense, which is. Really, I think confused. I think they're a little bit confused about what way they go. Their wide receivers are just, you know, all new names essentially, except Kendall Wright. And, uh, they never know what they want to do with their running backs. They, they want to, they want to use two. They want to use just, um, Howard on the ground and Tariq Cohen in the air. And then all of a sudden it's like, nah, we'll give everything to Howard this week. So it's, they, I don't know if they know exactly what they want, but, uh, yeah. Trubisky. Trubisky, uh, I don't think is going to have the nicest of days against Minnesota. Sweet. Hey, Woot & Wire listeners. Are you always getting beaten by the pros on Moneyball and Draft Stars? It's time to level the playing field. Fantasy Insider has the best projections and tools in the game, used and trusted by Australia's leading daily fantasy sports players. Get the edge and win some cash in your NFL contest this weekend with Fantasy Insider. Sign up for free right now at fantasyinsider.com slash woot y. And that's fantasyinsider.com.au slash woot y. And our mad scientist from the Fantasy Insider, we have him on the line now with Josh. How's it going, Data Daryl? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's been an interesting week. How are you guys? Not too bad. I'm, I'm trying to get Data Daryl instead of Daryl Data to stick. Josh is going to fight me till the bitter end on that, yep. I think. <laughs> I saw some people using it on Twitter during the week, so you've won that one. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's very cool. I'm loving that it's sticking. Um, yeah, so how'd, how'd you go? How'd you go last week? Uh, a bit of a down week for me, I think. Um, so I think Dobbin Cook, disappointing. McCauley, disappointing. Uh, Julio Jones, disappointing. But it was a bit of a weird week, I think, in terms of the games, in terms of the results, and in terms of some of the players. Um, and then the AFL was an exciting weekend, I think, for DFS generally. So the AFL Grand Final Tournament field and overfield, I think they ended up at 110 or 115,000 on draft stars. Wow. Biggest NRL tournament ever. So pretty good weekend from that perspective. Yeah. Um, couldn't agree more in regards to uh, being a weird week, just with injuries everywhere. Um, yeah, it's depo- it, if you just had one, if you spent a lot of your... Uh, a lot of your budget, say, on Dalvin Cook and Jones going into the week, you were looking good, but, yeah, obviously that just would have depleted and destroyed your team. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think I had one of them in all of them, so <laughs> it didn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so so we've, we've gone through our players. We, uh, we've we taken your advice as usual and, and looked at some stacks. Who, who are you liking this week? 
Um, from a stacking perspective, I think the Green Bay uh, game's pretty exciting. You've got um, obviously Rogers, and then you've got a couple of different wide receiver options that are useful there. Um, I think as we record this, there's still a bit of uncertainty about Adams' status for the week. Um, yeah. ESPN reported yesterday he was going to play, but it looked pretty bad at the weekend. So um, there's a few ways that could go, I guess. But Rogers Nelson, Rogers Adams, um, and then I think you guys have highlighted one of the replacements coming in that could come in for Adams as potentially a sort of good play there as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just wasn't sure what yeah about Devontae Adams. If if he does play, then obviously that Geronimo Allison stack isn't good. But I do I do like that stack. I think Rogers Nelson's just so safe. Yeah. Um, other than that, you've got sort of Stafford. Um, there's a couple of interesting tight end possibilities. Stafford, even. Um, I think there's a couple of wide receiver tight end stacks. I say a couple of quarterback tight end stacks I might look at this weekend. Um, Jacoby Brissett, Ty Hilton. So probably a slightly different one, but one that could be interesting. And then on Moneyball, you've got the Winston Evans stack, I think, which is my favourite. Um, and Prescott, Witten, Elliott is kind of an interesting scenario to play with as well. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think wise with you there with the Winston Evans stack. Um, Matt Stafford, that's a little. I don't think we've mentioned Matt Stafford this year at all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, at all. And he, he's he's uh he's even climbing. He's being mentioned in uh, MVP races, which is crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. He uh, T. Y. Hilton and uh, Jacoby Brissett. We didn't we didn't mention uh, T. Y. Hilton, but yeah, that's if we uh are expecting uh you know Colts to lay some points on the 49ers that could be another uh, cheap stack for you um yeah i think it's an interesting one i think there's a couple of questions about it so so this is the time of year i normally relatively quiet because i'm normally preparing for nba and some of the big tournaments there but i was one of the features we've been building for nba and fantasy insider is looking at how teams perform with and without players and I ran the numbers just out of interest on Ty Hilton and um, Andrew Luck and Hilton scores 17.85 with Andrew Luck, 11.66 without. Um, so that's just another thing to bear in mind as you look at that stack, I think. Josh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I, I, I find that I find that really interesting and I, I like that tool. Uh, Rotoviz has, you know, in and out splits um, that they use. So I uh, I look forward to uh, playing around with that, and I think it's a it's a really valuable resource. So um, can't wait for that to to come in, Daryl. When 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 can we expect that? Uh, it'll be there before the start of NBA, which is what October eighteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth. So yeah, next, sometime in the next two or three weeks. Oh, that's pretty oh, wow. cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I was expecting yep. just in time for next season, but no, two three weeks. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, no, there's all there's always been. Uh, just general things around the league like that. Um, speaking of uh, the Bucks, um, and you know they've they've had Deshaun Jackson all year, but Deshaun Jackson's one of those players where he he expands the entire offense, and then when he isn't on there, the uh, offense seems limited because the uh, the offense isn't nearly as opened up. So it'll be interesting to see uh, those those splits um, in two three weeks time. Uh, yeah, be lots lots of fun scenarios to that. Yeah. Do you have yeah. um we've we've mentioned some of the cheap options we like uh we mentioned Doug Martin um and Duke Johnson at running back and things like that. Do you have any um cheap options this week that you you really like the look of? Uh, I think there's Latavius Bowie's potential option um at running back. Uh what have I got else I got here? I think there's a few of the tight ends of the position, they're still really expensive ones. 
Um, it's, what else? I'm trying to think, actually. There's not a ton of that sort of standout value this week. Yeah, um, I, I can't believe we didn't. Back. Sorry, I can't believe we didn't talk about Latavius Murray. Why? I, <laughs> we spoke about him um, before we record the podcast for a good half an hour, and then we just <laughs> totally blanked on him. Sorry, what were you saying, Daryl? <laughs> and I said no. I was saying Thomas Rules, another kind of potential option by coming back. You've got, I think, Mike Thomas for the, the other Mike Thomas for the Rams, um, which will be interesting to see how he gets used. Um, I think he'll be sort of used. Fairly extensively on special teams, but if he's going to get much of a run in the wide receiver position as well. Daryl looking uh, really deep Aaron, there. Yeah, what about, Aaron, what about Aaron Jones? If if we we see him start instead of Ty Montgomery in in a matchup where we've got the the Vegas total at fifty two points, uh, he's pretty cheap on Moneyball. Yeah, I think uh, at the moment we haven't projected at kind of nine points, um, so that's factors in a little bit of uncertainty depending on, as you say, what the actual how much time he's actually going to get. But, yeah, I think at that price, he's definitely one of the value plays. At $9,667 a point, which compares favorably to a lot of the options there. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a quick question as well, sorry. Like, doubling back to Stafford, you're not concerned about the matchup against the Carolina defense at all? Uh, it's, it's a concern for sure. And I, mean, I it's not somebody, if I was only entering one team, I don't think Stafford that would be the one I enter. Um, but I think as we saw last week, that games, NFL is still a pretty, um, parity based sport. And I think if you're looking at sort of potential points of difference and having that Sabbath stack as one of your options is definitely worth looking at. Just going back to your, uh, your comment about, uh, Aaron Jones, if Devante Adams is out, that could also, if, sorry, in, in addition to Ty Montgomery, then we don't know how this offense is going to operate. We don't know how um, this rapport already with uh, Aaron Rodgers is built. So, you know, Aaron Aaron Jones could absolutely exploit. We don't know. So that could be a real uh, difference maker if he is the lone back and, you know, you do have an extra uh, injury in the wide receiving corpus as well. Um, I've put Larry Fitzgerald in my wide receiver p- uh, group again, Daryl. I uh, just I can't seem to get him out of there. <laughs> Is there, what about wide receivers this week? You got anyone that, uh, you know, besides the stacks, any, anyone that you, you, you see in a lot of your lineups? Um, not really. I mean, I, obviously there's a stack, but wide receivers are not a position I think I'm going to be paying up for a lot this week. I mean, I think Gerald's an option at Moneyball, I think. I think he's pretty decent value there. Um, he's not one of my favorite options at draft art. No. Um, no. but I think most of those people, um, Braden Cooks, Again, I and mean, he was in my that team that won for me at Moneyball. Potentially, I think he still figures in, even if you haven't got Brady. But most of those kind of players that we talked about in stacks, like Hilton, um, are still cheap enough that they can factor in your team outside of a stack. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've you've mentioned you've touched on tight end with um, Eric Ebron and uh, Stafford stack and things like that. So you won't we won't really go into that. What about what about defense? Who who are you liking with? We've uh, listed three that we really like. Is there is there anyone that's standing out to you? Are you doubling down on the, the Ravens again? Um, Ravens, not one of my real preferred options. I think the Eagles, uh, one of kind of the standout options I like the look of this week, um, but they're very expensive relative to other defenses on draft stars. Um, they're pretty, I think they're sort of an automatic option at some point at Moneyball. Um, Texans, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers, uh, other options. Panthers are a kind of a cheap outside one. I think last week we mentioned I mentioned the Colts to some surprise and I think they ended up scoring ten points 
as a defense. And I this that kind of positive scoring, I think, is a bit undervalued when people look at defenses. So it's not necessarily all about the points being conceded in defense, but so if a team is going to be on the field for long periods of time, they're getting lots of opportunities for racking up sacks and interceptions and that kind of scoring. Well, there you go. Yeah, look at that outside the box. That's my thinking. boy. That's my boy Malik Hooker uh, making interceptions every single week. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what we love. Colts, Colts against get, Seattle get, was a bold fun. choice. <laughs> it was a very bold choice. Um, I've, I've got uh, one last question for you um, in regard to the tight end position. Obviously, if you're not stacking uh, you know, Eric Ebron or, or anyone like that, um, are you splurging a little bit on you know the, the more expensive options this week in, in your Travis Kelsey's or your Zach Ertz or your Rob Gronkowski's? Um, I don't tend to. And to be honest, like this, if I look at the cruncher, it's pretty hard to get one of those premium tight ends into a cruncher team. Uh, the value just, I don't think, is there. Uh, you potentially, you've got people like Kelsey and Ertz who potentially could be in sort of seventh or eighth team uh, if you let the cruncher build them. But people like um, Gronkowski, I just don't think you're getting enough return on investment. If you're playing a cash game, sure. Um, they've got the stability. They're going to get enough targets. They've got the stability that you want at the tight end position there. But if you're entering a tournament, I think there's much better options with higher upside at a lower price. Gronkowski always terrifies me, though, that he is just going to absolutely go off. And those people that you kind of view as being silly by putting him in their lineup because, you know, he isn't that uh, value play, seems to just destroy everyone, especially there's those weeks oh. that we, we know that Tom Brady will just target him, you know, 10 times, you might get two, three touchdowns, and that's just it. Anyone who has him in their lineup, and any sorry, anyone who doesn't have them in their lineup just doesn't stand a chance with everyone else. Um, before yeah, we... definitely. Hey. Sorry, go. No, I was going to say, definitely, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a concern. For me, it's more about playing the long-term game. Like if you're playing tournaments, yes, you might lose a few weeks where you don't have him, but you're going to be in a much better position over the 13, 14 weeks where that doesn't happen. So it's just kind of weighing up those uh, those kind of variables when you're playing in having tournaments. Yeah. All right, Daryl. Before we let you go, uh, you want to plug away? What's what's in store for people this week? Anything? Um, I think it's going to be an interesting week. It's not going to be a week where I go too heavy. Um, although I said, I said that a couple of weeks ago, I put in that one team once. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think the other thing that I might mention is there's a bit of an Easter egg, you might call it, in the country at the moment. So, for example, if you're a subscriber and you go into the kind of the advanced settings mode there um, and set the minimum players per team to two or three without selecting a specific team, then it will basically give you stacking options. So it will give you every team having at least a quarterback and a wide receiver or a quarterback and a tight end um, pairing. So that's that's the way I kind of go about exploring stacks um, before we record this show. And I think it's also a useful feature when people are looking at tournament lineups for the weekend. That, that's crazy. Will, will anyone know about this Easter egg besides our listeners at the moment? Is it out there? Um, no, it's not publicly out there at the moment. Um, ah. it, it's, it's built basically as something that will come in the new version, but it's in there so I can research it and share. Cool. <laughs> Josh, do you have anything else you wanted to say? No, all good. I, um, I'm looking forward to using uh, Fantasy Insider for the NBA season as well, so I'm uh, keen to, to give that a go and give that a whirl, so I'm, uh, I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah, I think NBA is going to be exciting. And I think you could well see sort of $60,000, $70,000 tournaments um, popping up on a kind of 
weekly basis based on kind of the volume we saw last year. So I really think it's going to be an interesting time when that kicks off. Yeah, ah, it's crept up so fast. I mean, I know we wait so long for the NFL season and then we kind of forget that NBA only starts, you know, uh, a month and a half into the NFL season and it's right here. All right. Um, yep. Talk to you again next week, Daryl. Awesome. Thanks, guys. See you next week and good luck this weekend. Thanks for listening to PFF Down Under. Go check out all the best premium daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at wootny.com. And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at WootNY. 